If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I am a real American. Fight for the rights of every man. I am a real American. Fight for what's right. Fight for your life. Welcome to the People Without a Chip Podcast. We are the podcast. Nobody asked us to start giving you the opinions you didn't know you wanted to hear. Episode 26 with a bullet. Pew, 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 pew. Cowie, man, how the hell are you? Hey, it's been it's been an interesting weekend, but uh at least I've had some football to at least take my mind off of everything else that's been going on. So, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, oh yeah, good. we've had some football, man. Yeah, we had man. some some pretty good football. Some like really good football, actually. I'm gonna go on and let me say really good football. Yeah, kind of what I kind of what we expected, but um, a little bit of surprises. Almost, almost. A little. I bit want of to surprises start in there, so I'm gonna let you start yeah. it off, brother. Start it off. Let's start off. Ooh. Let's start off with um, how wrong I was about the Ravens beating the Bills. Yes, how was I, and how right I was about how they are not a Super Bowl team. Yes. All right, look, look, Callaway. Nobody likes a bragger. Okay? I know. Nobody likes a bragger. But... Just trying to say, okay, so what sealed that game, right? The Hunter, uh, uh, the Ravens were in the red zone, were mm-hmm. about to score. Lamar throws a really bad pass, gets picked off. The whole defense runs with him. Uh, yep. And he, and he uh, what, goes 101 yards. Uh, 101 yard return. He scores a touchdown. And then – uh, later in the game, Lamar gets hurt. Yeah. So, so, how do you view the Bills? Now that we know Man. they'll be playing the Chiefs, which we'll get into, but how do you view the Bills right now? If if I if okay if I was a non football watcher, right, and okay. I saw the Bills and the Ravens yep. game for the first time, and I were to watch the Chiefs. And the um, uh, what was it? The Browns, right? The Chiefs yep. and the Browns uh-huh. for the first time. I would say <laughs> the Bills have a really good shot of taking out the Chiefs. Yeah, I. That's, uh, that's if that's if I was just watching it. If if I just watched those teams for the first time for those few games. Now I'm going based off of history. The Chiefs are really really good. But man, the Bills have what it takes. They they can knock off the Chiefs. I think they can. I think they can too. And um, especially yeah. once we get into the Chiefs, once we get into Chiefs, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure me and you will have the same thought. But yeah, the the Bills just look really, really good, man. They look yeah. really, really good. The Ravens looked the opposite of really, really good. Not really, really bad, but they didn't look like a man. I felt bad because I was a Lamar Jackson guy, but they didn't. They didn't look like contenders. They didn't so, look like contenders. So here's what I'm going to say, and obviously we'll get into the Chiefs stuff, but uh, so let's just say that everything is equal. Okay, I yeah. kn- okay, I knew that the Bills were probably the only team in mm-hmm. the AFC that could match the Chiefs not only defensively and obviously putting pressure, which is what you saw, them when they face the Browns and you know I mean even Miles Garrett wasn't healthy but again we'll get into that but um 
they had the defense to put pressure. They had the defense to do some things to maybe create yep. some turnovers. But you have Josh Allen who can do some of the same things. And again, I don't think we give enough love to, you know, Stefan Diggs and what a great, you know, what a great trade that was in the off season. Um, both these teams really don't run the ball. So did that just happen this off season? Yeah. So, so yeah, it feels like they've been playing together so much, like much longer because the chemistry. Yes. Yes. And it, and it is amazing to think, yes, because you're right. That trade was made this off season and he had over a hundred catches. I mean, he broke, I think every bill's record. And if you go back to the Bills teams, um, you know, they have had some pretty good wide receivers. If you start looking at, you know, Hall of Famers, you know, um, like Andre Reid or, you know, um, whose actually record he broke was actually Eric Moulds. But if you think about those guys, they were really re- – I mean, they were damn good. And so – with him, you know, and so like the Bills have had a lot of good wide receivers, and you know they're yeah. And this guy basically crushed every record there was in one year with Josh Allen. So, um, both the you know obviously you know both these teams don't run the football. Um, I think it's gonna you know so the Bills are set up I think perfectly. The Bills won. Um, obviously the Bills mafia and all that having them there. Um, I think it was big and it just goes to, sh- I, you know, again, just goes to show that again, I don't think Lamar Jackson has what it takes to be a Super Bowl winning quarterback. He's a good quarterback. Again, he can win a lot of games. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. it comes down to, I, I, you know, this is what I kind of foresaw, uh, you know, th- they weren't as good as last year, but they were better than I thought. But when I thought it got into a game like this, when he had to make plays with his arm, he wasn't able to. And I, you know, until he can show me otherwise, I will continue to stick on that. But I am very happy for the Bills. First time since 93, they're going to be there. Um, so, um, you know, they, I mean, they obviously have a chance, right? So that's what. Yeah, they have a chance. I mean, um, and we'll get into why they have maybe more of a chance later, but yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to have to rethink my Lamar Jackson um, process. And luckily I have the whole off season to do that. So, you know, I'm going to have to look at all the data and, you know, but go back and look at some of these games. you still stick on your, you thought, because uh, I know last week we talked about you thought, you thought Lamar was better than how Deshaun Watson are you still sticking yes, on that? Yes, I still think that. Okay. I still okay. think that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So okay. one was playing. One was playing in a game on uh, was it yep. Sunday or Saturday, and, and the other is trying to home. get out of Houston. Yep. And yep. one's trying to get out of Houston. You know, okay. Which, if we want, we can talk about that later. Yeah. If sure. we have time. Sure. sure. Um, but the um, you know, the game that that really made me feel like, yeah, this is the way the game was supposed to go. Were was the Bucks and the Saints? Ooh, that game! I thought that it was a good game, but it went the way I thought it was going to go. The Bucks were going to take it to the Saints, and that's for the most part what they did. You know, it was very, very good game. It might um, be Drew, Drew Brees' last game. So, you know, but I mean, I liked it. Yeah, this was actually the most surprising to me because even though I wanted the Bucks to win. And mm-hmm. I and as much as I wanted Tom Brady just to keep going, just to prove everyone wrong that you know what he can do it without Belichick and all that. I, I mean, there was something that still thought that the Saints were going to win that game, just because yeah. of how they had they had played them twice previously, and mm-hmm. um, they were relatively healthy for the most part. Um, but when you look at Drew Brees, it just didn't look the same. Michael Thomas, no catches, and yep. that's, I think, the first time in his career. Um, you know, Breeze, you know, obviously throwing three interceptions. But, you know, obviously Tom Brady was basically Tom Brady. He did what he had to do. Um, they made plays. 
but it was more about the defense. And I thought going into this game, it was going to be about which defense could make the big play. Well, it turned out that, um, you know, it turned out that the Bucks were able to make all the plays on defense and have all the turnovers. And, you know, the Bucks were fine. And, um, you know, they didn't turn the ball over and they rolled and they ran the ball a little bit. And, uh, you know, the Bucks are where they thought they were. I just didn't think it was going to kind of look like this or maybe Breeze look like how he did, which makes me think, you know, this is probably the last we've seen of one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. I mean, he's barely six feet tall. He's got all the numbers. He, it, you know, he has been nothing but fantastic for the city of New Orleans. Everything he's done, um, you know, we talked about this a little bit when, you know, we watched the uh, Colts lose to the Bills when I said the same thing about Phillip Rivers. You know, you're seeing some people that we've watched for a long time. This might be it. And there's a reason that he spent basically two hours on the field with his family, um, you know, after the game. And I don't know if a lot of people caught this, but um, as the Bucks were taking the knee, um, you saw, you know, they kept panning in the breeze and they were, you know, they were watching. Well, he was standing right next to actually Jameis Winston. And I don't exactly know what he said, but he kind of turned to Winston. He, you know, he kind of patted him. And I don't know if he said, hey, man, this is your team now. Hey, man, you know, hey, you know, like, you know, like, you, you know, uh, you know, like this is yours, you know, like, you know, you, you know, you, you know, I'll take it, run with it. I, I just feel like it was a passing of the torch. And we have seen the last of Drew Brees. Um, he'll, uh, and it is sad, but uh, I think, I think the Saints will be okay. But um, it is, uh, it. I mean, it is the end of an era, and uh, I can't wait to see next week, though, when you uh, when we're talking about obviously Aaron Rodgers versus versus uh, Tom Brady. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it is kind of sad knowing that you know we've seen the end. It, you know, it was kind of like when we when we knew Romo was done, but we didn't. You know, it was kind of like, man, he's really done. He's really going to the booth, and this is. I think this is kind of the same thing. I think. You know, he's done. I think, you know, he is going to the booth and, um, you know, he'll be great there. And um, but, yeah, it is um, it is amazing to really think about him being basically six feet tall and what he's been able to do over his career. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. I know he would have loved to get a second ring, but uh, but yeah, you know, I mean, it's not in the cards. Yeah. You know, I mean, like really outside of that, what were your thoughts? I mean. Were you thinking more about the Bucks, or were you thinking more about kind of this is the last time we're going to see Drew Brees? Um, I was thinking it was more about the Bucks uh, up until maybe that last that little bit of the last quarter, only because this was a this was in my opinion it was this this was playoff Tom Brady that we saw. You know, this is the Tom Brady that everybody pretty much. Um, this is the Tom Brady that the Tom Brady that he's known for. He's being playoff Tom, and up into that last quarter, I was that's when it started setting in. Like shit, this could be the last time I see Drew Brees play. Can I just also mention, and I will let you keep going. That Tom yeah, Brady's that yeah, Tom Brady's forty two years old. Just he's forty two. Uh, okay. Anyway, yeah, just keep going. I just you know yeah. it's just amazing it's to the, me. It's, just it's that anyway, TB that TB twelve plan that he's on, you know. It's a little bit of eating right, a little bit of exercising right, and a little bit of steroids. You didn't hear that from me, though. So, <laughs> so, yeah, so it started to set in. Like, this is the last time I go, I'll probably see Drew Brees because up until, man, let me say, up until I'm even willing, I'm, 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 I'm willing to say up until this season, Drew Brees was one of the more consistent quarterbacks in the NFL. You always knew what you're going to get. You're going to get a competitor who was always going to show up to play, and the game was never fully lost. When they were behind, the game was never lost when Drew Brees still had a chance to – still had his hands on the ball at least one or two more times. He was always one of the more consistent quarterbacks, and that says a lot in the NFL. If you're a consistent quarterback, which means you show up to play, you, you, you're you one of the top-tier quarterbacks in the league. 
And this season is just it was a roller coaster for him. Everyone saw Drew Brees age before their eyes. And, you know, there were some games he was on it, some games he wasn't, some games he was injured, you know. But, yeah, it started to set in, like, this is it for Drew Brees, man. I, I honestly don't see how he can come back next season, only because I've seen him, you know, I've seen too much of him uh, age on the field. I think everybody's seen that. And it's just, yeah, it, yeah, I agree with you. He's a, he's a, he's a first battle Hall of Famer. He you know? is a, he's a, a, a class act um, from, you know, from, you know, all that I have obviously heard about him. I don't know him personally, but he seems to be a really class act. And it's just funny real quick to, to really think about where the saints were when they got him because, oh yeah, they, because they, because they hired Sean Payton and Sean Payton, again, I will make this as quick as humanly possible, but Sean Payton was hired away from the Cowboys to be the Saints head coach. Sean Payton wanted the practice squad quarterback from the Cowboys, whose yep, name Tony happened, Romo. Who's happened to be Tony Romo. Bill Parcells at the time was the head coach and said, uh, no way, I'm not letting Wait, uh-uh. you go. Uh-uh. 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 Nah, nah, nah. But at that same time, Drew Brees was in the midst of – of basically signing a contract to be the to be the quarterback of Nick Saban's Miami Dolphins, and um, when he took the physical, there was something. There was obviously that shoulder issue, which he was, which you know, was, which is kind of what made him that wild card that whole off season when he got hurt for the uh, Chargers. And, um, you know, and so he and so then the uh, so Nick Saban got cold feet or Nick Saban or the Dolphins, you know, whatever. Somebody got cold feet. Yeah. And they said, yeah, you know what? That shoulder scares me. Not going to go there, go in that direction. And um, uh, basically Sean Payton swoops in, signs him and the rest is history. So amazing how it works out for the Cowboys for the Dolphins who have still yet to find, maybe they have found it in maybe Tua, but they're still looking for a franchise quarterback. And what a difference, obviously, the Saints and, you know, and, you know, what that meant when signing Drew Brees and, you know, everything with that. It's just, you know, I think a lot of people forget about that. And, um, you know, maybe, How much? maybe, you know, it was a blessing. Because after that, Hurricane Katrina and, you know, how much Drew Brees did for that community and everything and just, you know, all that. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. How different would the Dolphins have been and how uh, how much longer how much longer would Nick Saban would have been uh, would have stayed in the NFL if he would have had a Drew Brees on his team? I mean, that's what I, that's why I wanted to bring it up, because <laughs> it was a domino effect, because what if there's a lot of what ifs there? You know, I mean, Nick Saban was still a – he was still an over 500 coach in the NFL without, obviously, Drew Brees. What if he gets Drew Brees? Does he stay? It, does he not go to Alabama? Does he not win seven titles? And then, you know, all this – or, obviously, um, yeah, six. And, you know, what does college football look like? And, you know, yeah. you know – I don't believe – I mean, all – I mean, is he about – then – the do the do the last do the last twelve years or fifteen years um, look a little bit different when you got Miami and you got Bill uh, and you got Miami and Saban versus Belichick and the Patriots. It's pretty yeah. interesting. I, I mean, it's pretty. It interesting, is interesting. So. I don't believe in the multiverse theory that there's more than one universe. But if I did, <laughs> I like to think that I like to think there there's a. There's a there's a universe where Nick Saban stayed with the Dolphins and he took a chance on Drew Brees, and then you know, I, I like to think there's that possibility somewhere. Well, let me man, uh, that would have changed that could have changed the entire organization right there just with his his signing alone. Or but or, anyway, we digress. Well, or okay, and I will end on this. Or what if Parcells let Romo go? Oh. What, what if Parcells let Romo go to the Saints? I like does to imagine Ro- um, Romo will have, have like six Super Bowl? Super Bowl rings. Oh, <laughs> that's, yeah. They have like six of them, bitches. 
right. All right. The, the other game. The other game. Yes, sir. The other game that was um were, were the Packers. The Packers and the um Damn Rams. It, I had a brain for Rams. Packers and Rams. And the Rams did not look like the Rams at all. Um, I don't have much to say on this. Rams didn't look like the Rams on offense. Um, uh, Sean McVay said Sean McVay did not commit to anybody on that offensive side afterwards, not even golf, even though he is signed to a huge deal. Um, and now I get that he was hurt, but, um, um, the Packers are the Packers. They're going to be the Packers. They're, uh, they're the team to beat. There is no one else that I would rather have them play than, you know, than the uh, Bucks and obviously Tom Brady, but, I mean, Rodgers is at another level. That defense is playing at another level. You know, they're running the ball. He's throwing the ball. I mean, they're just clicking all cylinders. Rams, as much as I love Aaron Donald, um, there probably needs to be some shakeup there. Um, I don't know about quarterback, but um, yeah. Sean, uh, Sean McVay is going to do something. But he is. But I'm not surprised by the outcome. I had Packers. I think Packers are going to be tough. I had Packers too. Um. So, yep. um. There's really not much more to say. They looked really good. The Rams had a chance. Um. The Rams cut it to one score. At you know, obviously one point they were running the ball pretty good. Um. But they got to figure out that quarterback position. You know. Yeah. I mean, you oh, know, most definitely. I mean, most is golf definitely. the guy or not? That's really what it boils down to. And they'll figure that out in the offseason. I think Sean McVay is smart enough to know and to obviously figure That's it crazy. out. So. Think about it. two big organizations in the Rams and the Eagles who, ju- who just recently, within the last few years, signed their quarterbacks to big contracts, and both of them are questioning whether those quarterbacks are going to be part of their future. Isn't that fucking crazy? Yeah, I'm so happy you brought that up because what have I been saying all along, that the Cowboys were smart (laughs) and not not signing Dak. It's it's amazing how that works out like that. uh, Hey, Jerry says that Dak has all the leverage. I believe Jerry. Moving on. We have the Chiefs versus the Browns. And the Chiefs were, were looking really good early on. And then something horrible happened. Well, we don't know horrible yet, but yes. Well, horrible if you're a Chiefs fan <laughs> who happened to be watching the game. Yeah, because I'm not even a Chiefs fan, and I was even like, okay, so. It's the, it's the war- last thing you want to happen to your team. Yes. You fill in the rest, Callaway. Fill in the rest. Okay, so real quick. So, um Again, everything looks good for the uh, Chiefs. They're rolling. and But early in the first quarter, rolling. Mahomes kind of had a foot injury. And there mm-hmm. was something, and so they kind of retaped it. And you can kind of tell he was kind of not walking right, but, you know. Whatever. Yeah, he was walking very gingerly but, on it. But he was still making every throw. I mean, he was still doing everything he needed to do. Everything was fine. He still looked like Patty Mahomes. But, so then third – but. At the same time, though, the Browns were still hanging around, playing a good game, well-coached. Again, they're not – you know, they showed they weren't the Brownies, you know, but, you know, they were kind of – you know, they so, like, they were there. Then all of a sudden, Mahomes gets tackled and in a weird way kind of gets strangled and all – like, it almost – like, but it wasn't on purpose. It was just the way he went down – and he kind of had this look, and then I think the lineman tried to pick him up too fast, and then that's where everyone started freaking out because his legs got real wobbly, and um, you know they basically, you know, he, you know, he, you know, he was done for the game. Um, Andy mm-hmm. Reid has obviously since said, "Hey, I think he's going to be all right. Everything's going to be fine." We don't know, and that's why we were talking about the Bills next week with the Chiefs because, but. Uh, we'll get into that. But so then Chad Henney, a lifelong mm-hmm. journeyman, a guy that yep. went to Michigan. I watched. He comes in and Andrew Reed and um, maybe their offensive coordinator who should be a head coach. Not sure why he isn't yet. Eric B. Enemy. Uh, oh, did you hear about the coaching news on him? 
Uh, no, but just hang on one sec. So they, yeah. so then they have a third and fourteen, and this, and so you know, obviously Chad Henney, not really known for his mobile ability, runs for thirteen yards, dives for the first down. Yeah. He, yes. He thinks he gets it. He's fired up. He's like, first down, first down. Yeah, I got it. Well, it turns out he was half a yard short. So, okay. <laughs> you Okay, so then uh, they're at their own 40, okay? A first down wins the game, but you have your backup quarterback in there. If you don't get it, then you're giving the Browns a short field with a minute left, and they're only down, what, it was, what, eight? Right? Yeah, they're, they're only down, eight. I think, by eight. Eight. Or so five. Was it five? Maybe five. So but I think it was either, down by five. Either way, they were down a touchdown, right? They were down one score. Yeah, yeah. And so all of a sudden Haney goes back out there. And even Romo, who was doing the uh who's doing the broadcast, was like, Okay, they're just gonna do something to try and maybe draw them off sides, they're gonna take it all the way down, they're gonna run the clock, and then they're gonna punt. Okay. I mean, everyone in the whole – I mean, I even think the Browns thought there's no way they hiked this football. All of a sudden, boom, hike, and an absolute perfect rollout throw yep. by Henny to Tyreek Evans, catches the ball five yards, first, first down, down, and he just falls down. Game Inbounds. over. What Game. a ballsy call. Jason Garrett never would have done it. Got to give all the blouses. Blouses. Totally awesome. So got to give all the credit to obviously Andy Reid and, you know, knowing how they can do it and just all the props in the world. Um, The Browns played a hell of a game, but um, obviously they're not going to move on. Chiefs move on. Chiefs play next week against Bills. And the question all week is going to be, what is Patrick Mahomes' health? And that's where we get into this game against the Bills. Could get very, very, very interesting. And um, um, if Mahomes is healthy, give me the Chiefs. If Mahomes is not healthy and somehow he has to play, uh, give me the Bills. So there you go. Yeah, this boils down to if Patty Mahomes can play. If Mahomes can't play, I'm with you, man. It's the Bills. If Mahomes can even show up and just take a few snaps, I think the Chiefs still have a chance, <laughs> even with an injured home. Me too. Me Mahomes. too. But, Me man, too. that is the best situation if you're a Bills fan to walk into. <laughs> that is the worst situation if you're a Chiefs fan to walk into is the question mark of whether your quarterback's going to play. But, so, yeah. So, I just want to bring up one thing so I can make you laugh. So if the Bills somehow make it to the Super Bowl, okay? Yeah. The Bills have been to the Super Bowl four times. We all mm-hmm. know that, right? They, and they have lost four straight times in the Super Bowl. And each one of those times they lost to a team that was in what division? Oh, and um, and the um, – no, wait. Are you talking about the four, the four previous? Yeah, the four previous. What was the division that they lost to? Every single one. Oh, NFC East. Okay. Guess who's not left in the playoffs this year? <laughs> A team in the NFC East. C-E. So, hey, maybe this is the Bills' time, man. You never know. Maybe. But they don't have the Cowboys. <laughs> they don't have the Giants. They don't have the Redskins. So, hey, you never know. So, but no, but yes, you are right. A lot of this is going to hinge. Again, I love Andy Reid. I love their coaching staff. I love their skill players. But now you're looking at someone. Now you're looking at, like, a team like the Cowboys. Okay, you have all these skill players. And, you know, um, even though, you know, I, you know, yes, we would definitely give the coaching as to Andy Reid. But it's like, can he win the NFC Championship with an Andy Dalton? That's what you're looking at, right? Yep. That's what's scary. So. All right. Here's the fun part, Callaway. Yes. Love fun. Here's my pick. I'm going to be, I'm going to make the decision and I'm not going to give myself an out. I'm going with. All right. Here we go. Bucks over Packers. Okay. And then 
The Bills over Chiefs. So you have the Bills and the Bucks in the Super Bowl. Yep. All right. I do. I'm not going to give myself an out by saying if this guy plays and this guy's no. I'm going to be as definitive as possible. Bills, Bucks, Super Bowl. You heard it here first, folks. All right. Um, I'm going Chiefs, Bucks, Mahomes, Brady. It's what I want to see. It's it's what I want, and I hope for the, this. I hope for an unbelievable game. But I wouldn't be mad if it was the Packers. But um, Bills one year away. Give me the Chiefs one more time, and give me give me Mahomes against either Rodgers or obviously Brady. I'm going Brady. I'm going Bucks Chiefs. There you go. Fun. All time. right, you got Woo-hoo. you got Bucks Chiefs. I got Bucks and Bills. All yeah, right. Hey, if you're a Bucks fan, how happy yeah. are you that, that that this Tom Brady signing worked out? <laughs> you're playing in the <laughs> NFC oh, Championship game, one win away from the Super Bowl. Yeah. If I'm a if I'm a Bucks fan, I'm like, man, we got our fucking money's worth. Okay, this well, is exactly what we wanted. Okay, well, I have two feelings about this. One, yes, this is amazing. It's um you know, everything you could have hoped for, I mean, when he signed. And not only that, but you get Obviously, Rob Gronkowski, you get Antonio Brown. I mean, you get everything mm-hmm. that comes with Tom Brady. But you also get a coach that, I don't know if you saw him yesterday, seems to be wearing a laser tag shield on his front. And I keep waiting, and I kept waiting for Sean Payton to shoot him from the other side and have him start, like, you know, obviously, you know, like, I mean, like, going down convulsing. Like he was a laser <laughs> tag because I don't know if you saw that big thing across his chest looked like a damn looked like a damn target looked like someone was you know looked like he was like seriously playing laser tag and um, <laughs> um, but but yeah I mean the Bucks I mean it's just unbelievable what one guy because okay just think about would this team be here if they still had Jameis Winston. Honestly, maybe, no. Maybe with the laser tag, I don't know. I mean, maybe Bruce Arians can, you know, maybe he won't get hit and they'll just keep winning. But, no, you know what? I don't think so either. Even with all this talent, no, I don't think. And it, it is just amazing how much one player can make. And even though he's 42 and all, you know, is it is just incredible to me. And uh, if you're a Bucks fan, you should be clearly happy. You haven't, you haven't had this. I mean, when you won the Super Bowl, you're literally – your quarterback was Brad fucking Johnson. And if you're, <laughs> and if you're a Cowboys fan – Who's their fan, coach? Who's their coach? Oh, well, their coach is John Gruden. But exactly. If, but if you're a Cowboy fan, you know how horrible Brad Johnson was when he came here to try and win some games to make yep. the playoffs, he was horrible. I mean, so how they were, I mean, so yeah, the bucks, this is, I mean, it's just incredible. I mean, it, it's, it is literally what he has done, what he's able to do. It'll never be, it'll, it'll never be done again. And he's proved that he can do it without Bill Belichick, which yep. is, I think, the biggest point maybe he wanted to make. You know, that's the biggest – That he's got that monkey off his back. Right? right? I mean, because no one can that say was the that whole now, right? thing. That No one can say that. If somebody has to say, oh, well, you know, uh, he needs Bill. No, man, you're not watching the same uh, Tom. I mean, you aren't watching the same Tom Brady because he has proved that, that he can do it without Bill, can't do it without Tom. That's what I saw this season. That's, that's what, what I, saw. I saw too. So that's what that's exactly what I saw too. And it's uh um, So congrats, Bucks fans. You're getting to go to the NFC yes, championship game. So good, you know, just gotta get past Aaron Rodgers. All right, but moving on. So what I was gonna what I was saying about Eric Bien- uh was it uh Bien-Ami. He yeah. is interviewing for the Texans tomorrow, and that's getting that's been getting a lot of support. Yeah. From the Texans fans and you know people around the NFL, so hey man, 
you want to get me started become. on this? Because I'm about to go on a 25 minute rant on this. If you're ready, no, really we don't to get me started. We got 25 minutes. We got 25 <laughs> minutes. Keep it to like a couple minutes. All right. All right. But yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish well, I'm just saying. You you mentioned Eric Bieniemy, who who you said should be a head coach. Well, there you go, man. There's your head coach news right there. He's interviewing for the Texans. Well, oh, all right. So and Deshaun Watson wants out. So I mean, if I was if I was the team, I'd let Deshaun Watson go. Like, hey, okay. you want to leave? Oh, right. Leave. So, Get out of here. Go. Right. I, I don't even know where to start. So in the past 24 hours, the Chargers huh? have. In the past 24 hours, the Chargers have hired, um, uh, Staley. I'm sorry, I can't remember his first name, but he's the defensive coordinator for the Rams. He is the new Chargers head coach. He's a young guy like Sean McVay, kind of came out of nowhere. Um, All we had heard is that that would very well likely probably go to Eric Biennemi. It didn't. Mm -hmm. Then you have the Lions, which I never saw Eric Biennemi going to, but it looks like they're going to hire, or they have hired, um, ex Cowboys tight end and former interim head coach of the Dolphins, Dan Campbell. A lot of Cowboy mm-hmm. fans know him uh, as yep. you know he was kind of that long-haired. He didn't really catch a lot of balls, but he was a hell of a blocker type, you know. And um, so the jobs that are left are obviously Houston, and then you have. Um, uh, and then you, uh, uh, Houston and, um, uh, uh, help me, Irod. What's the other one that's still available? Uh, the, uh, Eagles. Eagles. Okay. Eagles. Okay. So, okay. So, okay. Let's get, okay. So all that being said, okay. So Eric Bianami, why would you go to the, why would you go to the Texans? Okay. They didn't even want to interview you at first. Okay. They're only interviewing you because of their quarterback, who they're trying to save. They're, I mean, they're they're basically trying to patch together a bridge that's burnt. He, and it has nothing to do with him. It's with the ownership. He doesn't yeah. trust the ownership. Which brings me back to we talk about this. All mm-hmm. these quarterbacks that are signed. I mean, he signed last September for a four-year, $160 million deal. Okay? So now, all of a sudden, then after that, they trade Hopkins. They, yeah. you know, then they fire Bill O'Brien. They yep. say they're then – they, then they say, okay, well, you know, you, you'll be involved in the search. Okay? He for a GM. For a GM. Uh, yeah. So, Which okay. is a mistake. Which is a mistake by the organization. Why would you tell a player you're going to have say in, in who our GM and is? That's what I think because Cal McNair, as, okay, his dad was a football guy. His dad knew some football, hired football people. When his when obviously Bill McNair passed away, his son took over. His son's not a football guy. His son doesn't really know. It's it's, and that's where I think the frustration is. And so now, if uh, so, now you're trying to okay. So again, I uh, okay. So I guess what I'm trying to say is, if I was the Texans, I wouldn't. I would not trade him unless it was just a perfect situation. If I could somehow convince, if I could somehow convince Eric Bieniemy to come be the head coach and to run this thing, I think. It might be salvageable, but yeah. if but if Eric Bieniemy says, "Why in the hell would I come when my court when that quarterback wants out? Even if you trade for the number one or number two pick, you know, I, I mean, what's the leadership? I mean, what's the talent? I mean, we're yeah. we are starting completely over again. And hey, I can stay in Kansas City one more year." Maybe win a third Super Bowl, and um, who knows? Maybe that Cowboys job comes open next year, and I get you know. I mean, I, you know, again, you know, I mean, there's all kind of possibilities. I wouldn't. I, it, it was just now that all these jobs are filled. It, you know, if yes, okay, I get there are only 32 jobs available. That when you're, you know, 
where you're an actual head coach, where you're the CEO. You know, I get that. But the, but the only two jobs left, I mean, seriously, Irod, would you touch these two jobs with a 10-foot pole? When, I mean, when you have Houston with – you have your quarterback who does not want to be there and you have no idea where the future holds and you have no salary cap, or you go to Philly who you don't know who your quarterback is and you, and you have no salary cap. I mean – yeah, I, I mean, would touch. I would touch the yes. Texans job. I would touch the Texans job. I wouldn't touch the Philly job because that one, that one has shit show written all over it. But even well, you're then, touching that job only because you think you because because you think you can convince Watson to stay. Yes, yes, exactly. Okay, that's exactly okay. why I would I would take it because that's that's where I wanted to get into just briefly, really quickly. If I'm Eric Bieniemy, I'd be like, all right, if I'm going to be the coach. Then hire, then sign me as soon as 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 soon as I'm done winning that that Super Bowl, this Super Bowl, because I need to convince Watson to stay. Now the you get people forget Watson doesn't want to put if Watson doesn't want to play, he doesn't have to play. But that doesn't mean the Texans have to trade him either. They can make his ass ride the bench because they're still paying. Like, we we're paying your salary. You'll just sit there and you and you'll just watch if you don't want to play. Co- but, but okay, but 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 sure. if I'm Eric okay. enemy, okay. I'd say. Go ahead. Let me let me talk to let me talk to Watson. I can convince him to stay. It's not I think I can convince him to stay. That I will convince him to stay, and at least give this thing another another shot. You know, now that he has a coach, you know, I want to show him what I'm what I plan on doing offensively, and we'll take it from there. And I think Watson would probably be like, all right, let's do this. Let's do this for another year. Let's find out what we have. But it all boils down to the GM and if they can draft worth a damn. But as far as Watson can believe but, in the coach, I think Watson would stay. And that's why I would pick the Texans job over the, over the Eagles job in a heartbeat. Oh, no, I would too. But here's my two things. You just said one thing. If they can draft right. They don't yep. have a first-round draft pick. They don't. Okay. So they don't even have that. And then um, you don't have a lot of cap room. So who are you going to go get? Now you can potentially let JJ Watt go or restructure or something to get some cap room, you know, I mean, but that's a leader, that's a big voice, that's a big presence in Houston. You you have already lost James Harden, which we haven't got into yet, but I mean, you know, I mean, I just it's hard for me to look at this team. And again, I know there's only 32 of these jobs. But if I'm but if I am Airbnb, unless I have a solid yes, I'm staying from the Sean Watson, there ain't no way in hell that I'm going there. And and there are reports from Adam Schefter from ESPN saying that the Texans are already Reaching out, they're, they have they they have plans in place without Watson. So does that mean they're trading? You know, does Urban Meyer want him at number one? Are you trading the number one pick for Deshaun Watson? I mean, he I mean he is twenty five, and he is under contract. Is that a guy you want to build? Your, you know, I mean, again, I mean, outside of maybe five or six teams. Everyone should be calling to see what they can get this guy for. Yeah. I mean, that's well, how you I mean, got to remember, though. He is, right? You I have mean, to remember, though. You have jets, to. If you have jets, to. Right? Yeah. Well, no, no, no. So you have to remember, though, when you're running an organization or any business at that, you have to plan for every single angle, every single scenario you can. So, yeah, I do believe that they're planning on <clears throat> they're, they're, they have a plan set in case Watson doesn't play. You that, that that's only the smart thing to do. You would do that in any business or in any uh, in any organization. You have to plan for the worst and hope for the best. So I'm not surprised. But- but, well, but on the see, flip well, well, side of that, you also have to plan that if Deshaun stays, then we have to find the right coach who's going to be exactly. able to put this team back on the right path. And if that's Eric Bieniemy, then yeah, I think it hinges on if Watson stays, it has to be with the right coach. And I think it's it's a matter of we have to sign a coach like an Eric Bieniemy or somebody equivalent that's going to convince Watson to stay, or at least convince Watson to get off his platform of I hey, I'm unhappy here. You know, um, okay. I think it's just you have to do one before the other. But 
But I think that if, if they can get an offensive-minded coach and just have him talk to Watson, be like, look, this is what I plan on doing. I know we don't have all the picks, but we're going to figure this out. Okay, we're going to figure this out together, and we're going to be competitive again. Then, yeah, I think, it's a, I think Watson's going to stay, and he'll give it another shot. I mean, he has no choice. Like you said, they can either trade him, or my favorite is just bench him. It's like, hey, man, you're going to be here whether you like it or not. You know, unless, and, unless like in your scenario, you can trade them and get some first round picks for them, you know, which is a possibility. And, now that Urban you know, Myers in Jacksonville and, and doesn't have a yes. coach, or doesn't or, have a coach, doesn't have a quarterback. Correct. So, and the only thing that I want to bring up, and again, I completely agree with everything that you just said, but one thing kind of popped out when you said that, oh, well, you know, most teams will obviously plan for the worst or most teams, you know, you know, you know, they had that contingency plan. Okay. Yeah. You right? have to. Oh, right. Okay. When has Houston done this? Bill O'Brien fucked it up so bad. They had no contingency plan. Now you're, now you're asking a new GM. I mean, I mean, how do you trust that they really have a plan in place? If you are a Texan fan, how, I mean, how do you sell that to your fan base that you have a plan? Because unless you're getting back, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe Trevor Lawrence or, you know, maybe Justin Fields, I guess. And even then, again, is he, I mean, are they better than Deshaun Watson? I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, no. me, I, I, absolutely I mean, me, not. Yes. And me as a Cowboy fan, I can't even say that I wouldn't take Watson over Dak. I mean, that's, I mean, that's how good I think this guy is. And so just, it's just a shame that they have fucked this up so bad and they have messed and they have just completely butchered this. And you have a guy that is, you are wasting his talent. And the only thing that I question about Deshaun Watson and why I would hard, why it would, and why I would be hesitant picking him is how strong is he mentally? How strong is he mentally? From what I've, from what's been, quote unquote, leaking out about him being unhappy, him wanting a trade, that tells me that he's mentally weak. He's not mentally prepared to be the 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 captain, to be a leader. And if he's weak in the mind, then we might have a possible um, okay Carson Wentz situation happening. Because right, so- because if Hey, what's what's the number one rule about about you know high pressure jobs? You want to be like a duck. Everything's calm on top, but underwater, those fucking those uh, those those feet are are pedaling, pedaling as fast as you can. You don't ever want to let people know that you're that you're shaking or that you're nervous okay. or that okay. you're apprehensive, which is something that Watson has made clear that he is that he doesn't you know that there's there's some animosity there with with Houston, especially with Houston saying hey. You're gonna have a say in the GM, and then they're like, "Oh, sorry, man. We, yeah, you, you're not gonna, you're not gonna have a say." And then all him right. feeling slighted by the organization—that right there, man—it's all about for me, me personally, mentality. If he's okay. already letting this shit, and then he's he's doing these obscure tweets, you know, obscure tweets about you know him being unhappy, you know, using lyrics, you know, from music and shit like that, dude. I don't want, I don't want to hear that because that just tells me you can't handle the pressure. You can be unhappy. But you let your agent handle that shit with the organization. Don't don't start going on your own, going rogue, and then making up. Because for me personally, it's like, how strong are you mentally? As of right now, Watson, you're not very strong mentally. And that worries me if you're going to be the head of our organization. You're going to be our franchise quarterback. All right. So here's where I completely disagree with you. And it's And there's a lot of factors here. But you say that he's not that he's not really mentally strong enough. Okay. So they, so, okay. He signs this contract. Okay. A month later, they trade away his best receiver. He really doesn't say anything. Okay. He goes through this season with a shit offense. Me and you both know this. It was a shit offense. He leads the league in passing. He gives his heart his soul, 
everything to this football team. I mean, he did everything in his power to make this team at least competitive. I mean, I mean, again, again, he led the league in passing. So you can't say this guy didn't bring it every single week. He brought it. Now, all he's asking for in return is, hey, what are we going to do? Because I can't do this by myself. I don't care who you are, whether you're, t- I mean, you know, I mean, they, I mean, I, again, he also had Bill O'Brien as his head coach and GM. So now he's just asking for, hey, let me, like, we have, like, we can be special. Just let, just let's do it smart from here on out. He's a high character guy. He's not, I mean, he really hasn't called out his team. He's called out the, the owner who everyone calls out that this guy has no idea what he's doing. It's not like Jerry Jones. You know, this is not a Jerry Jones issue. This is like, you know, where it's like, well, you know, I mean, they literally, he was throwing to people like Chris Hansen. Do you know Chris Hansen, where he went to school? I mean, again, get him weapons, get him the right coach. Again, it can be fixable. He's a high character guy. You can, you, you can mend this. But I don't think that this is this is something just because he because just because he maybe went on Twitter. You have to look at all these athletes now. Look at James Harden, right? Who I do not like, okay, at all. We all know this, okay? He again, he basically demanded his way out. This is the way of the pro athlete. They don't they're not happy whether they signed a huge contract, whatever, they're not happy, they're going to get out, okay? And this is just his way of doing it. Was it maybe right, wrong? We can, you know, me and you can talk about this all day. But you, but you cannot say this guy did not bring it all season long, played his heart out, and just wants to be on a team that is competitive and 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 – I feel like, you know, the Texans have continuously screwed him and not getting him what he needs to succeed. So wouldn't you be, I mean, there'd be, I mean, if you were an athlete that wanted to win, of yes, you're going to be upset. I mean, so I guess I'm a little torn because I don't think he is not mentally tough. I think he is. But is he with the right organization that's going to give him a chance to not waste his prime? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> I mean, I never said he didn't bring it. He played He played really well for what he had. But <clears throat> my only – like I said, I think he's weak-minded. If he's, if he's got to let out subliminal tweets and he has to leak out that he, might, he possibly doesn't want to be back in Houston, you know, it's like – you're in the middle of a transition, okay? You're in the middle of a transition of a, with a shit show, with a shit, with a shitty ass GM slash coach that you had, okay? You okay. can't automatically just say I'm done. Let's let's move on. Trade okay. me or leak out. You got to see what the organization's gonna do. I don't know what you're saying. Oh, the organization's already screwed him once. That was the only well, coach I think he ever had, right? Bill O'Brien was yes. the only coach he ever had. But so but now, the only, but the only reason I say that though, Irod, is because supposedly Cal McNair, when all this went down before the, this whole GM thing started, Cal McNair, who is the owner of the Texans, said, "You are going to be involved. You are. You will be involved. You. We are going to build around you. All right." He supposedly wanted a certain GM. Cal McNair completely ignored him and hired someone else. So then why even bring Deshaun Watson into that discussion? This is not Deshaun Watson's fault. This is an organizational yep, it is. at the top. It fault, is the organization's is fault. Or, yeah, I agree. The organization never should have said, hey, you're going to have a say in this. They should never, they should have never done that. But then again, if you do it, you got if you say it, you got to do it. But exactly, hey, shit happens. Exactly. Shit happens, yes. Watson. Get over yourself. All right. 
and and actually see if you can get input on your coach because that's what it matters. Who gives a fuck about the GM? The guy that he's got to answer directly to is the coach. That's the guy but, that I'd be most worried but, about. Which yes, is which but, is if I'm getting a, if there's a B enemy coming, then I would be like, hey, let me let me at least talk to B enemy. That way, I want to know what he's going to be able to do offensively, what his plans are. But if he had think what, someone like a me, I, yeah. No, 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 no. I was going to say you are right, one hundred percent. But I think it goes back to my point. They brought Watson in on this. They didn't hire who he really wanted. Okay, which again, nobody. W- w- uh, b- b- I don't b- b- think b- b- they would have hired whoever he wanted. Okay. They just say, "Hey, you'll okay. have an input." Okay. They could but have. Wait. They could have okay. done the same thing and hired someone else. But, Does that mean but, Watson would have been upset because, like, no, hey, I wanted no. this guy, but you guys. You know, you got my input, but you didn't use it. I mean, it could have gone either way. No, no, we no. could have been in the same position but, that we are now. We don't know. Then, but then they asked him about, okay, mm-hmm. who's a coach you want to interview? Airbnb. They don't even request to interview him until Watson comes out with the cryptic tweets. Then all of a sudden they're like, oh, well, we all um, – yeah, we're gonna interview him now. Oh, see, I mean, you don't know if they—you don't even know if they put the request in. And Bianami's preparing for a fucking game, okay? Sure, he is absolutely. And you don't know they could—they probably—they could have put this request this request in, and the Chiefs, you know, didn't want to bring it to Bianami's attention. Or maybe Bianami's like, I'm not gonna give my answer yet, man. I'm pre- I'm prepping for the fucking Browns. I mean yep. that yeah, it's hard to say if they they probably did reach out to him and they didn't get back up. they didn't get back to him in a timely manner because Bianami's hello he's trying to coach for the fucking AFC champ or trying to get into the AFC championship you and know? that I completely understand so yeah. I guess let's just boil this down what, uh, yes or no do you think that Deshaun Watson is with the Texans next year oh yes yeah or no? I think so hell yeah yeah me too. Yeah. <laughs> so hold on. Yeah, yeah. Deshaun Watson, it's better to go with the devil you know than the devil you don't. I mean, but would I be surprised if if someone traded like the first or second round or first or second pick for him? No, yeah. that would just give us more to talk about. It would give us more to talk about, so that'd be great. So hey, yeah, they would more power to him. But um, yeah. All so, right. Um, this is a good way to wind down the podcast, man. I want to get into one more thing before we close it out. Yes. So okay. um, something that we that we mentioned, um, you know, outside of the podcast universe was this um, HBO uh, documentary that they're doing on Tiger called Tiger. That, you know, just came out. It's just came out. You brought it to my attention and I actually went to go look for it today and it's on there. So I think that we both of us should watch that. And then give our little review on that Tiger documentary because it's a two-part series, and I think each part's like an hour and a half. I think this is the equivalent of Michael Jordan's Last Dance. Only this is the, okay. more about so it's more about Tiger's watched, rise, fall, and then comeback. So I watched the first. All right, all right. Hold uh, your hold your thoughts. I'm gonna watch. So I'm gonna watch I'm the first part. But it is nothing like the Last Dance. For all you listeners out there, it is nothing like. I that. didn't say it was. Yes, said their yes, version of it, you know, because it talks about his rise to fame and then his fall from grace and then his comeback. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah, and it's yes, yeah. So anyway, yeah, I think it, we should. Uh, yeah, let me watch it and then we'll give our take. We'll we'll kind of give like a little mini review next week. How's that sound? It's fa- yes, it's fantastic, and plus also me and you with movies. Huh? We know that we'll always disagree, so it's perfect. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nice. All right. Well, man, I think that does it. We got about a minute left yes, before this, this thing cuts us off. So, everyone, appreciate yeah. you for um, listening to us. Uh, find us on Facebook, Dipping Without a Chip. It's a pe- Facebook page. Join us there. Uh, at No Chips Pod on Twitter and at No Chips Pod on Instagram. Uh, drop us an email. Drop us a line. Uh, no Chips Pod at gmail.com. But most importantly, the the most important place you can find us is bellyupsports.com. We have a podcast page there, Dipping Without a Chip. There's a shit ton of podcasts on there. Uh, you know, um, it's easy for us to, you know, get lost in the shuffle there. But, hey, seek us out. Find us on the podcast page, Dipping Without a Chip. It's linked to our Spotify account. So, yeah, you'll listen to us on Spotify. Um, 
that's shit, man. I think that's it. You got anything else? No, man. That's it, man. Perfect. All right. Well, everyone, thanks again for listening. Uh, join us next week while me and Callaway give our review of Tiger. That's the name of the documentary, uh, Tiger. There you go. All right, all right, you guys, be safe out there, dude. All right, you guys, we'll hear us later. See ya. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here.